Hi there, this is Kaylee. I'm the marketing director at Hyperbrands. Hi, this is Gil. I'm the founder at Hyperbrands. And we are uh, doing our third, I think our third recording for Influence Weekly. Um, so just to recap, in case you don't know who we are, Hyperbrands is an influencer marketing platform. Um, we offer a full range of um, tools to help brands and agencies scale and automate influencer marketing. Gil, anything to add to that? No, that's why you're in marketing. <laughs> I got it down. <laughs> yes. Cool. So we're reviewing the week of December 6th for Influencer Weekly. Um, so first up, uh, let's see. Well, one thing that, that we're going to talk a little bit heavily about today is the TikTok for Influencer Marketing survey. So we actually ran the survey at Hyper. Um, big thanks to Andrew for including it in the newsletter. But um, basically what we, what we ended up doing was interviewing um, – over 300 millennials and Gen Zers with um, questions around their social media usage and their engagement. And what we really wanted to find out was if TikTok, which we hear all this buzz about, is really that big of a deal to them. Um, so one thing that we found, which was pretty interesting, which you can read in the email, is that um, 60, almost 62% of people surveyed didn't use TikTok at all. Um, that was a bit surprising to us, but one thing that I found interesting was that when we kind of fiddled around with the age group, we found that... Um, of those who were 14 to 18 years old, they 65% uh, of them did use TikTok um, for posting and consuming content. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway from this this report, which I highly recommend you go download on our website, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Um, it's been downloaded by um, you know hundreds of marketers from some big uh, brands and agencies that you definitely uh, recognize. Um, was that 64% um, of people that we surveyed spend one to two hours a day on YouTube. So YouTube is the only place, the only network that we um, that we found that of the of the top eight platforms um, actually kept attention in that way and was not considered to be kind of a toxic or overrated place. So people generally have really good sentiment towards YouTube. So people who are not advertising there should definitely start. Yeah, and I think we we saw I think 97 percent of people who responded to the survey said they spend some time on on youtube they have a youtube account um which is a you know other than instagram i don't think any other platform has a similar number and i i think tiktok you know is very hot right now people are talking about it as an up-and-coming platform and it is up and coming but what the main thing we saw was that the levels of attention aren't as high yep. um and it's clearly not as mature as other platforms advertising hasn't been figured out yet we do know um, that they're working on a platform, an influencer platform of their own that's going to allow people to um, make relationships with influencers and engage with them. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what that content looks like. It's not going to be the same content that works on YouTube. Um, and it's really a question to see is, is TikTok going to be as dominant as Instagram and YouTube? It's one thing to say that they have a big market share. Um, it's another to say that people are spending a lot of time on there, which is not the case yet. And as advertisers, reduces the opportunity significantly, in my opinion. Yep. So when I was 16, um, I was one of the first adopters of Facebook. I think a lot of people in my generation were. And then, obviously, today, Facebook is uh, widespread. And so I think what, what we'll have to see about TikTok is if this demographic will drive this adoption or if they won't. When I was 16, I was one of the first adopters of the wheel. It was, uh, <laughs> it was groundbreaking. Um, it's so nice to hear people who were in their teens when Facebook came out. Yeah. Um, but no, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that a lot of TikTok's growth is, is driven by a combination of uh, spending a lot of money and um, maybe a little bit of concern that's causing people to want to try it. Uh, it's, gonna, it's a lot in the press because 
there's this fear that in 10 years the Chinese government's going to have pictures of every uh, U.S. soldier dancing funny, but um, or you know doing more embarrassing things. Um, I think it's less of a concern, but I do think that um, the time will tell whether they can sustain this growth and get users to stay on there for for long. Yeah, totally. So uh, get get all the insights at our site. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> next article here is how Akira Coffee grew sales. 970% from last year's um, sales. So, Gil, you had some thoughts about this. Yeah, I think it's really cool because we're seeing the Revolve model or, or you know, Scent, Scent Beauty or, or other companies that are taking influencers, building a brand around them. And we're seeing it applied to a space you never think of, which is coffee brands. Um, you know, pe- coffee is kind of a cultural hysteria um, here in the U.S. and I'm sure in other places in the world as well. And it's really amazing to see that companies that um, pride themselves on, you know, multiple locations and, um, you know, there's a, there's a Starbucks in every corner can suddenly be threatened by the idea, the same idea that Amazon brought into the consumer market, which is influencers can sell their own coffee and they don't need to have a store. They don't need to have mm-hmm. um, their own um uh, the, like their own uh, location. And I think that's going to happen in other spaces. We're seeing it with um, these virtual kitchens. I don't know if you've heard about this, where you can open up your own sim- uh, seamless or um, a, hub, a Grubhub restaurant without owning anything. Oh, yeah. You literally go to a virtual kitchen, yeah. you create a menu, and then it appears on there, and they do the deliveries and everything. You, wow. All you do is the marketing. Um, what? Who does the cooking? The virtual kitchen. They have a kitchen that cooks everything. Oh, wow. It's like one big place. So they do all the, they have chefs there that do the cooking. And then you just pick products, name them whatever you want, put whatever pictures you... And then you, and those companies are now worth in hundreds, hundreds of millions. It'll be worth billions of dollars, I think. Wow. Um, this is not an investment advice, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a very interesting world that we're seeing. And coffee is just one of the spaces. And if you're, you're kind of an innovative mind listening to this, and you have... You're in an industry that is ancient, that has stores in place, that you have to have inventory. Think about how you can use influencers to really revolutionize the industry without just paying somebody to post on Instagram and saying they like it, but actually bringing them into the fold. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, Great. So it looks like uh, the next up is 42 statistics that show the power of influencer marketing. We're not going to go through all of these, but there were a few that we wanted to pull out that we found interesting. Yeah, I mean, for me, the one that stood out really, really significantly was 93% of influencers have never been asked to certify that they do not have fake followers. That's hilarious to me because um, they all have fake followers. Um, You can't succeed in this industry without um, competing. And it's just like the Tour de France. If you're not using drugs, then you're probably not going to come in the top. And influencers have become uh, replaceable. There's so many of them. There are platforms like ours that can find alternative influencers, and at the end of the day, brands are going to measure which ones are performing the best. So brands that are not asking at this point whether you have to show that you don't have fake followers, that you aren't acquiring, you're not part of a like-for-like circle, are throwing money down the drain, and it's just amazing to me to see that there's still so much of that going on. Yeah, absolutely. And was there another one you wanted to talk about? Yeah, the second one I I thought, which was really interesting, was 89% of marketers stated that engagement is the most important way to measure influencer marketing performance, which, again, I, I think is is really interesting. One, because um, we all know Instagram is taking away likes or, or at least hiding likes or 
not making them as easy to find or whatever it is. Um, and for whatever reason they're doing it, if you, if you, if you think they're doing it for good reasons or for bad reasons, um, they're basically uh, pulling the favorite metric um, off of uh, the chart and you're not going to be able to use it. The good news is that it's an awful, awful metric to check. What does engagement mean? If I like something, I can like something because I love it. I can like something because I politely want to tell my mom that I saw her post. I can like something because there isn't a love button. I can like something because I want to buy it. I can like something because I accidentally clicked. And when you see a lot of likes uh, different that are all count as engagement, each one of them could mean something else. And the real metrics that matter, if influencer marketing wants to become a big industry, are, are actual performance metrics. What did that convert? What did that convert to sales? What is that? What did that convert to actual positive feelings towards my brand? And it's amazing to me that we, we live in a world where people are willing to settle for those kinds of metrics. Yeah, it's interesting. I was doing a little bit of Google keyword research this week, and I found that um, some of the most highly searched uh, keywords um, among influencer marketing were influencer marketing KPIs and earned media value and social media value. So people are clearly doing some research trying to figure out how to kind of qualify and quantify um, their ROI from influencer marketing. Yeah, and if I, if I had to make a prediction, and you know, we're working hard on this, we have a patent in the space, uh, um, influencer marketing is going to be measured the same way that other digital marketing forms are being measured, or it's not going to become as big of a business as people want it to. Mm -hmm. Yes, it, it works great for L'Oreal, it works great for... Um, the fashion and beauty industry, it's not going to go beyond that uh, at a scalable level unless it can show sales. Yep. Any Definitely. metrics you like? Or? Um, I think you covered some of the most interesting ones. Um, so moving down to interesting people, um, just a quick takeaway. One of the things that I thought was really cool from this was that everyone in this list, um, they kind of came into a different industry um, from a different platform. Um, I might butcher the name here, but Chiara, Chiara, she started out on Flickr. Um, Jennifer, um, of the first article, she started out with YouTube. Um, and I just think it's really interesting that these women in this, you know, this particular age range, kind of their early to late 20s, are really just creating these huge empires. Um, I thought it was fascinating, too, how um, this article, a conversation with Chiara Ferragni, um, she was saying how sh the fashion industry basically shunned her as she started to pick up kind of... Um, some uh, some followers traction, and yeah. traction. Yeah, thanks. The, that's the word. But she said she'd get invited to these fashion events and the industry, you know, I say this with air quotes, was kind of scoffing at her. Now who's she? But it really just goes to show that social media influence can really skyrocket you. It's actually interesting. I'm thinking about this as we speak. And, uh, you know, earlier we had this conversation about the merits of the industry. And the one thing, you know, you can say a lot of bad things about social media and influencer environment but the one thing is it's a little bit of an equalizer it's a space where women are not just equal but often you know much more successful and powerful than men and much more appreciated i i don't have any data behind this but i suspect female influencers make more money than male influencers of equivalent uh size and it's kind of cool it's uh it's uh it democratizes this this place that has been uneven forever so it just a thought that crossed my mind as you brought that up yeah i think it's also it really connects you know obviously there's people of all genders on on social media but i think it really does connect women consumers to women you know business operators and you really cut out all the bs of you know advertising campaigns and things where no offense but men can kind of get in the way of that female to female message yeah, so it's, yeah. it's pretty cool <laughs> uh let's see what do we got um industry news anything here Gail? you want to call out I kind of like, well, there was one thing I saw earlier with it, which is um, the Instagram analyzer, which I thought was kind of cool. 
Um, so there's been this panic about the likes going away, and I would talk about that a few seconds ago. But um, So somebody built a very cool um, add-on on Chrome that actually somehow figures out the average likes and comments, even if I guess they're not displayed. I, um, I actually have a, an insight there. So yesterday I, I was creating a blog post with some embedded Instagram posts, and I realized that when you embed a post, the likes are still on it. Oh, they still show so it. That yeah, because be they're, they're still experimenting, and I'm sure. I'm wondering, I mean, I think this is a really cool tool. I don't know if it's going to work when um, they finish the experiment. Um, but you should be aware of it. If you're, if you're one of those people who's really concerned about what's going to happen to likes and how am I going to measure performance, it sounds like a really cool tool. I think it's free, which is yeah. also cool. Um, so check it out. I'd be really curious, and I'll be following to see if it's still active in a few months when yeah. when they finish whatever Instagram yeah. is doing over there. I actually had this idea today when I was um, I was just looking at one of the influencers in this article, and I realized that people with years and years of content posts without likes, it can be hard to get a sense of what's performing well. I think it would be really cool if Instagram could create some kind of filtering system, so you could just sort by like most engaging content for a particular influencer. Because um, then you'd really negate the need to have likes, but you could see, you know, within that particular creator's kind of world, which which what other content is really driving the most engagement. Yeah, I mean, and look, we have to remember as much as we care about influencer marketing, Instagram has a bigger story here. 99.9% of the users aren't in the influencer industry and so they need to worry about their product and whether their product is one that um, pr promotes you know positive feelings and a positive experience and I believe I personally believe that removing the likes is a result of really understanding some kind of an insight about negative impact on their users and not just more than that yeah I think it's an interesting step um, I saw this funny shower thought today it was that um, human faces in video games are getting more realistic, while human faces on social media are getting less realistic. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> that's really that's that's like that really stuck with me. There used to be this thing where they would show this like uh, fat person watching a, a thin TV today, and then like many years ago he was skinny but he was watching a really fat TV. So oh. um, it's kind of the same thing, but yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. Is there anything else, Gil, you want to cover? We hit some of the main points. No, just remind you guys to share the Influence Weekly newsletter. It's probably the coolest newsletter in the industry right now. Yeah. And um, uh, so if you if you haven't read it fully, go down, and there's a link for you to share it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs>